Hey my friend, this is Joe Bakmotsky. I'm the creator of Simplify Cancer and welcome to the Simplify Cancer podcast. This is the testicular cancer special. This is where I take you through entire thing and answer all of your questions about testicular cancer. Look, if you're listening to this, then you probably just recently found out that you have testicular cancer. You've probably been feeling off for a while. Maybe you went to see a doctor and then they sent you for an ultrasound. You ended up at the urologist. And maybe maybe you've already had your operation to remove your testicle. Maybe that's coming up. Look, I know it's just such an incredible shock. I, I couldn't believe it myself when it happened to me. I, I remember that, uh, you know, when, when just before I got diagnosed, I've been feeling really odd for quite some time. You know, I was feeling like like something wasn't quite right. Like like my underwear was too tight and I and I, I just I, but I couldn't place it. And I know that one night I, I was in the shower and then I, my hand reached down and I felt this lump on 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 my uh, one of my testicles and and this is when this cold shudder just went right through me. It was like it was like this this moment in the alien movies, you know, when 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 the victim realizes that there's this horrible alien is inside them, and it's it's just inside the the chest, and it's about to burst out, but they can't do anything about it. They're just so powerless, and and then they know that something's horrible about to happen, but they can't help it. So. That's how it feels. That's how it felt to me in that moment. And I kind of knew that something was really wrong. And I went to the doctor and kind of things went quite quickly. But it's, it's so true that so many things just race through your head, right? Like you get all these epic questions about life and death and, and everything in between. You think, am I, am I going to die? And what do I tell my, my family and my friends? Will, will I be able to have sex? Uh, will I be able to have kids? And if I need to get treatment like a chemotherapy or operation, what's that going to be like? Will I be able to, to work after that? What's going to happen to, to money? And you get all these questions, right? And the good news, my friend, is wherever you're at, is that testicular cancer is incredibly treatable and your chances are sky high. That's the really testicular cancer, I guess this is the one good thing about testicular cancer, is that we probably have the best treatment on the planet for any cancer, and that is testicular cancer. Now, your treatment options are going to depend on whether and your, your cancer has spread beyond the testicle, right? That's then that is determined by the CT scan. So I don't know whether you've been sent to do a CT scan yet, but that's really gonna determine what's gonna happen next. If the CT scan is gonna come back clear, then you probably you might be put on surveillance, which is kind of watch and wait, where you go and check um, and get sent for, for, for scans uh, every few months. Or if it has spread, Right? If it has spread to your lymph nodes or beyond, then there's a couple of options, a couple of treatment options there. So one is radiation. Um, the other one is chemotherapy. 
There's several types of chemotherapy. The most popular one by far, which is uh, I'm going to talk about later on, is BAP chemotherapy. Uh, typically, you get three rounds of that. And sometimes you get other types of chemotherapy if, if um, you know, if, if maybe BAP hasn't worked or it's a bit more intense. And sometimes you need RPLNG surgery, which, which I'm going to touch on as well. And, and that's the surgery that removes lymph nodes around your chest and abdominal area. But no matter what treatment, I want you to know that, that it's incredibly treatable and your chances of making this through are through the roof. So today, I really want to give you the perspective of someone who's been through it, right? I know, I know you, you have your urologist, you, you have your doctor, you might already have an oncologist as well, depending on where you're at or if you need that. But I want to give you a perspective of a like a real kind of life person who's went through it because I think that's so important to have both of those perspectives, to have your medical team, but also to know what it's like and to, to talk to people who've been through it themselves because that makes such a huge difference because that kind of helps you to get things under control. When you understand your treatment, you know what to expect and you are prepared, right? So first of all, I want to talk to you about kind of your first specialist or your oncologist visit and what's that like? You know, chances are you maybe have gone through a CT scan and if it's spread beyond your testicles, spread to your lymph nodes or, or beyond that, then you're probably going to go to your oncologist and, and talk, to, uh, talk to them about what are some of the treatment options. You know, and, and I think it's, really brings home the reality of cancer. I remember when I went to see my oncologist, I was like, this is really happening. <laughs> and I really want to talk to you, talk you through it because it's so weird. You know, with cancer, it's like you, you, you end up in a foreign country where you, you don't speak the language and you don't really have a way, you don't know your way to get around. You feel scared, you feel overwhelmed, you feel confused because you have no idea what's going on. So I think it can really help to know what to expect. One of the things that keep in mind is that oncologists in general, and I've talked to many of them, are incredible people because they do a lot of work to keep up with the latest research. They know what's going on. They are passionate to really get the best outcomes possible for people like you and me. Right, so and all of their decisions and all of their recommendations are really based on best practice, not uh, subjective opinions. So best practices really means that in most scenarios, in almost any scenario that you're at with testicular cancer, there is a suggested, a recommended treatment. Right, so this is something that's why it's so important to really know that they know what they're doing. So you can trust the advice. You can trust that there are solutions to most problems. So you can really just say to yourself, I trust this person to really help me through this. Because when you trust them, you can ask any questions that you want and you have the confidence that you're going to get the right answers. And if for some reason you don't click with your specialist, whether your oncologist or urologist, then find someone else. I think it's so important and they totally get it, you know? So just ask your doctor or go online to, for example, Testicular Cancer Forum and ask someone for a recommendation for another specialist. 
you know it's it's a crucial time in your life and it's really important so that the specialist not only guides you through the medical side of it but it's someone you feel comfortable with you want to you, you want to be comfortable asking them questions because you will have questions i can promise you that right so if you're not happy for any reason find someone else but if this person looks like they know what they're doing looks like they're on your side looks like they know what's going on then put your trust in them and let them help you and get the best result possible so one thing i want to highly recommend to you is before you go see a specialist is to write down a list of questions right i've prepared a list of key questions you should ask your specialist and i'm going to tell you where to get that uh, later on but it's, it's a simple pdf that you simply print out and take with you i think it's hugely important to have questions that you know you're going to ask because the thing is sometimes you have worries you, you have pains or you have aches or you know you want to ask questions and you think you will remember but the thing is there is so much going on it's so easy to forget so I highly recommend that you spend, you know, three to five minutes and write down all the things that are bothering you right now. What are the things that scare you the most? What are the things that are keeping you up at night? Right? Write down those those questions. I said you can, like I said, you can use my questions, the questions that I've prepared, that, you know, to ask about uh, treatment options, pros and cons. How do you know if the treatment's working? All of those things, I'm going to give that to you as well. But just write down the things that are important to you right now. Because the thing about, you know, any specialist you're working with, they don't know you like you know yourself. So it's really important to know what you want to ask. And then when you go to your appointment, it's really important to record those answers. So first of all, well, you just make notes, right? As and as, as you're talking to them, just make notes about anything that you want to keep, uh, you know, keep in mind. Also, I think it's it's really great idea to ask your specialist if you can record this conversation. You know, most of our phones, <laughs> you can just record the conversation and just ask your specialist straight up and say, look, is it okay if we record this conversation? Because I don't want to miss anything or forget anything important. And most people will be incredibly happy for you to do that. In fact, most specialists that I've spoken to have recommended to do it. So, like I said, please make notes, record the conversation so you can replay it later on. And if you have any questions at all in between appointments, just book in an extra appointment to clear up any issues, right? Because questions are going to come up, come up and it's important for you to know what's going on. Because let me tell you, when you're prepared for your oncologist visit, you're in charge because you take out so much stress and worry because you know what's coming your way and how to deal with it. Right? The other thing that I would highly recommend for you to, to do for your specialist appointment, in fact, any specialist appointment, doesn't have to be the first one, is to bring a friend, bring a partner, uh, bring, bring your mom, bring whoever that is for you. Just bring someone along. For, and there's really two reasons. So reason number one is, 
I gotta tell you that when you're on your way to the hospital or to your specialist rooms, when you're sitting in that waiting room, like time stands still. Like it's just, you get so worked up and, and, and anxious, right? It's really uh, pays off to have someone who's just going to distract you, who can talk to you about things other than cancer. So that's one huge reason. I think that can make a huge difference for you. And the other reason, which I think is really important as well, is that this person can be there for you during the appointment and you can cross-check later on in case you missed anything or misunderstood something, right? And you can even say to your partner or a friend, you can say, look, do you mind just sitting in there with me so I can later just cross-check things cross-check it with you to see in case I missed anything or misunderstood something. And most of the time, they'll be happy to do that and they can really help you as well. So again, if if your treatment has, um, if any further treatment is required beyond removing the testicle, if you've had a CT scan and it shows that it's spread to your lymph nodes or beyond, then you might require to do an RPLND or um, radiation or chemotherapy. But the most standard treatment is BAP chemotherapy, three rounds of BAP. Now, that is incredibly popular treatment, and that is incredibly effective. So it's like a 99% chance that this will work for you. And, and, you know, depending on the situation you're at, like I said, I'm not a doctor or a medical specialist. So, you know, please <laughs> take this word as simply advice and my personal opinion. But the thing is, pretty much what we have for testicular cancer in form of BAP chemotherapy is the most sophisticated treatment for any cancer on the planet. Right? So your chances are through the roof in most cases. This is over 95%. So that is really great chances. You know, you're really in a good place to go through cancer and have the life that you want beyond that. So in terms of understanding your treatment, I'm going to talk to you through, through some of the things to just kind of keep in mind about BAP chemotherapy and how it works. Because this is what I know, this is what I've experienced, and this is the treatment really for vast majority of people who go through testicular cancer and it has spread beyond the testicle, so stage two, three, and so on. So the first thing I would highly recommend you to do is to save some sperm away for later. Even if you don't plan on having kids right now or in the near future, I think it's a good idea because it's just a safeguard to make sure that if chemotherapy can kind of really mess up, uh, you know, you can still go and, and use that sperm and, and have a baby later on in life. You know, that can really make a big difference. It's just a good safety measure. And it's, it's going to cost you maybe a couple of hundred bucks a year for storage, but it's really worth it, right? In terms of side effects, I know there is all this, uh, you know, there's uh, all this conversation about all these side effects that could possibly happen. And it's a huge list and it's so scary. But the way that I would highly recommend you to think about it, it's kind of like antibiotics in a way. Because if you read a list of possible side effects, it's so scary, right? There's all these horrible things that could go 
wrong. But on the other hand, many of those things, things will never happen. And those that do their ways to manage it, right? So the biggest side effect that you want to be uh, managing is your lung function. And, and you should get the lung function test before each cycle, right? And typically, if something is wrong, then your oncologist can adjust your treatment and you will get four cycles of EP uh, chemotherapy. So they can, they can adjust and they can change treatment to make sure that your lungs are not really damaged in a bad way. So they can do that with a lung function test and that happens before every cycle of BEP. There are three cycles. So um, for one week, you get bleomides, etoposide, and cisplatin. There are three chemo drugs. And then for the next two weeks, you get a shot of bleomycin and you kind of get your body to recover and rest up. Um, I would say that in terms of energy and how you feel, it's going to be really up and down. You know, there's going to be moments when you're going to feel pretty good and there's going to be moments when you're going to feel absolutely short, like you, you've had all your energy and, and, and sucked dry by, by a vampire. So I think it's just really important to prepare for a bit of downtime in the hospital and at home and to really just take some time off, stock up on some, you know, entertainment and don't really plan too many things, right? And have a list of books or TV shows that you really want to catch up on and know that for most mornings and afternoons, you might probably be fine, but in the evening, it might really get to you. And you might really feel some fatigue and you might feel just really crappy and just tired. So I would highly recommend that if you're planning to have people over, like maybe your, your, your friends or your family, is, is try and do it in mornings or afternoons because in the evening you might be really tired and it's not going to do you any good. So also when you are going through treatment, I highly recommend you to ask as many questions as possible. Because the most important thing is, is that you know exactly what's happening every step of the way. So ask your nurse, ask your oncologist, ask them, you know, even if, if, even if this question might be stupid, go ahead and ask, because this is about your peace of mind. It's about you knowing what's going on every step of the way. That's what's crucial. I also would recommend you to do go for a walk every night when you can, because it can really help with fatigue. I know that's something that my oncologist has recommended and it's really helped me out. So, and when you're done with treatment, you're going to have a CT scan four to six weeks after it's finished. And that's going to uh, tell you if the treatments worked or not. So in vast majority of cases, it's going to work. And like I said before, I'm not a doctor, so this is definitely not medical advice, but I got to tell you that this is one of the best treatments for any type of cancer, so your chances are through the roof. But even if things don't go to plan, there are other options. There is VIP chemotherapy, there is TIP, there's HDC, there's RPLND surgery, there's all these other things that can happen. But make sure you do ask your specialist, your oncologist, your urologist, your doctor, your nurses, ask as many questions as you can. The other um, questions you, you 
probably is playing on your mind is what is sex going to be like? Is it even going to be normal? What's going to happen? Well, the good news, my friend, is that yes, sex is going to be normal after the operation to remove your testicle and after the chemotherapy. I, I am the living proof of this and so, so are so many others, right? Because pretty much in all of the cases, your other testicle picks up the work. So it, it starts to make the testosterone and, and that means that your energy levels are going to be right. You're going to have erections and, and have sex. and So you, you're going to be in a good place, right? And even if in an unlikely scenario that you get uh, testosterone problems, or which is again highly unlikely that you get a secondary cancer in the second testicle later on down the line at some stage, you can still go on to the testosterone replacement which is really like an injection once a month or cream that you put on daily and everything works as it should. I know this from so many people who went through it, so don't panic. I know it used to really freak me out when I had pain or discomfort in the other testicle. Just go get it checked out. In almost every case, there's a way around it to make sure that your sex life is on track. Right. I want again. I want to bring it uh, this point home and say that in pretty much every scenario, your sex life will be completely fine. You've got it, my friend. Right. Again, can you ha can you still have kids? Yes, absolutely. Like like I mentioned, after the operation to remove you know the testicle and chemotherapy, I'm living proof that it's possible. You know, I've just had a baby, which is really cool, and this was. After the operation, after chemo, you know, we went through IVF. Uh, I think just the really important thing to keep in mind is, like I said before, put some sperm away for storage when you can. And it's going to make a huge difference. You know, your specialist should be able to really give you a referral and they can make a huge difference as you go through it. So... I hope this gives you an overview of what testicular cancer is like and what you can expect. But I really, I've prepared a whole bunch of stuff to give you, right? I've really prepared all the things that I, I, I kind of wish I had when I was going through testicular cancer. I've, I'll, let me tell you what that is. So the first thing I've got for you is I've got a one page visual overview of testicular cancer. Right? It's just a one-page graphical overview. It's a PDF, so it's easy to share, to, to kind of talk to your friend or your partner or your family member through it. And it's completely free. It's up on my website on simplifytc.com. If you go through it, this is a dedicated website to get all of these things, right? That's the first thing, this one-page Visual overview of testicular cancer, treatment, stages, everything you need to know. Second thing I've got for you is a list of answers to your most burning questions, right? It's basically videos where I walk you through all sorts of things, kind of like, you know, whether you'll be able to have sex, whether you'll be able to have kids, all of this other stuff, right? Um, I've put out all the most important questions and I'm answering those questions on video. Right, so I've put it all in there. You can stream it online, you can download it, you can do whatever you like, whatever works for you. I've also put in top links to 
top online resources to connect you with fellow TC fighters and survivors. So what is that? It's online communities for people who are just like you and me, who've been through it, who know what it's like, and they're there to share the knowledge and experience. I can't tell you, my friend, how much it's helped me. It's been tremendous. I've had all sorts of questions answered by people who've been through it who can give you this other perspective, right? So important to combine the perspective of your medical team, but also people who went through it. So they can really help you. So I've got top links to, to top three online communities for testicular cancer. That's there for you as well. I, and I do a brief overview of each one. The other thing is I've put th uh, the my email templates to tell your friends, family, people you work with about cancer, right? Where you specifically can tell them about your cancer and how they can help you. It's just so easy. It's, it's pretty much copy and paste. You put that in, send them, and get them to support you on your terms. Because the truth is, my friend, that most people in your life, your, your friends, your family, your people you work with, they want to help you. They want to be there for you. They want to support you in a meaningful way, but they don't really know how. So it's up to us to guide them and tell them how they can be there for you. And the last thing that I've mentioned as well is your first visit oncologist checklist, right? It's got all the key questions that you want to ask your specialist on an easy to print PDF. It's all there for you, my friend. All of this stuff is completely free. Just go to Simplify tc.com. Put in your email. I'll send it all to you for free. I think it's going to help you a lot. So thank you so much for listening. I hope it's going to really help you and really serve you and kind of make this experience, uh, this whole crazy experience, a little bit easier, right? So I know it's hard and I know it's you're in a tough spot, but I'm really there for you. And, and I, I really believe that you can get through it and really have the best life that you can after cancer. Thanks so much for listening to this. I'll talk to you soon.